you ready? I said, are you ready for Let's Talk World Hockey? And now, here are our hosts, Beth and Zach. What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another edition of Let's Talk World Hockey, presented by Five and a Game Sports Network. I'm your host, Beth. I am joined, as always, by my dude, Zach. And Zach, I'm really excited for today's episode because it is a new year. It's 2023, and you and I decided we were going to do a little bit of a different format for this, uh, the show this year coming up. And today is our first Woe Show. Yes, it's. I love the name, the Woe Show. It's it's perfect. It's just, it's perfect. It's just perfect for the new kind of like mini show, I guess, if you want to call it that, or its own little segment show. Honestly, right now. It. I feel like just based on like looking at the episode rundown, things like that, the time we've given to different things, I feel like the Woe show is not is going to be the main show. <laughs> the, the Black Hawk show is going to be like the bonus episode. Yeah, um, pretty much. Mostly because there's really not much good stuff to talk about with the Blackhawks right now. But we'll get to that on Thursday when we do that. Um, do we have to? I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, there, there have been some interesting things that have happened in yeah. that organization the last mm-hmm. couple of days. So I am excited to talk about that on Thursday. But mm-hmm. today, it's all woho, all episode. Like, not only are we hitting the PHF because they are back, baby, and all seven teams were here this weekend. It, it was an interesting weekend, that's for sure. <laughs> all seven teams played this weekend. So not only are we hitting the PHF and welcoming them back, We've got some ACHA women's hockey updates, and we've got some IIHF women's world updates too. So yeah, the the U18s is well, so they make it. It's the U18s, which is even like okay. Now we can see the future of all we these get to teams. See the, the future of women's hockey players, which is super exciting. But how how has the last couple of days been? Because I mean, we just talked on Thursday, so it's not like it's been a week. Ah, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's been good. I mean, um. Yeah, just trying to watch all the hockey I can because, you know, it's basically what I do when I'm not at my normal day job. So uh had an interesting game trying to recap the Checkers-Penguins game from the other night. Um, luckily, there's a player that got Herbie's okay and stuff like that. So That's that was good. Yeah, that was a scary incident. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, kind of caught the, the last game of the Bears today. They, they secured mm-hmm. the number one pick in the draft. So, I mean... Woo. Uh, well, I mean, of course, you, your your Jags won the division. So I mean, which like, was surprised they were given like a twelve percent chance to win, and it's like, <laughs> and, and I mean, I watched that game. Like, yes, I love hockey. Football is whatever. I mean, today's yeah. a prime example of why football is whatever. You fight in football and you get ejected from the game. Like, you don't sit for five minutes in the naughty box and think about what you did and then go out and do it again. Yeah, so, right, exactly. Yeah, it's like. But just yeah. another score one for hockey, like, yeah, but no, I mean, it's been good. Like I said, just try and consume as much hockey as possible and stuff like that. Um, enjoyed a nice surf and turf last night. My uh, sister-in-law decided to uh, do some lobster tail and some steak and smashed potatoes with some sour cream, bacon and cheese and green mm. onions. Mm. Was oh, in uh was it corn with old Bay seasoning on it? Mm. I have to say it was, uh, it was pretty good. Not gonna, not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, that that sounds a little delicious. I mean, I had day hockey yesterday because the Iceman game got moved. So I had arena food for lunch instead of like dinner. 
Right. Well, I mean, and you had you had lizards king, you had lizard kings hockey, not iceman hockey. So I mean, I did, it, and it's funny because the Icemen do like a lizard kings throwback every year. They started it a couple seasons ago because it, they were a team here. They originated in the city, so they like to toss it back to them. And it's such a good like late '90s, early 2000s throwback for hockey. I mean, music wise vibe wise promotion wise the whole nine yards and oh, honestly yeah. i fully support that like a couple of my friends yesterday were laughing because i was like singing along to every song that they were playing and i'm like you don't understand like this is my time like, yeah it's it's like it's like my time to shine yeah because i yeah. think because it was funny the other night like uh tara was listening to a TikTok or something it was like like these top songs from like the mm-hmm. 80s but it was like 1989 and I'm like hitting every single song. She's like, I'm kind of surprised you knew a lot of them. I'm like, see what see what happened was when you're a '90s kid and you got parents who listen to a lot of '80s and mm-hmm. music yeah. and stuff. Like you kind of get indoctrinated with you know stuff like that. So it's just like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that. It's like it's like especially when it's '90s music time. Yeah, it's our time to shine. Us, oh, millenn- it- us, us millennials need to. You know, party it would, <laughs> I mean, like I'm talking like Hanson and Backstreet Boys and like original Snoop and Gangsta's Paradise. Like, yeah, I mean, they were they were checking all the boxes all weekend long. But so, I so am the, super. So the vibes were good. Oh, the vibes were immaculate. Well, game situation vibes on Friday, not so immaculate because they didn't win. But they turned it around Saturday afternoon with a very short turnaround. Like it was supposed to be a, a, a full day between games, but it ended up being about a 12 hour turnaround. And welcome welcome to Marley Cocky. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun, but I'm excited because this weekend all the Woho came back. Like a women's, lot of woho. We got a lot of Woho. Women's ACHA hockey returned. The PHF returned. The U18 IIHF Women's Worlds began today because they're playing in Sweden, so like their day starts a little bit earlier than ours. Right. Um so that began today. And it's just, it's really exciting to see like the future and the present of, of WoHo really kind of taking the stage at the same time. So the first, the first thing we want to kind of go over is a new segment and Zach came up with the name for this one. So it's time for a little, (laughs) let's talk. Uh, Yeah. So um, we've got, I, I mean, we're still waiting on some score updates, guys. The, the ACHA website, both on the men's and women's side, is a little bit slow on the uptake. There are games from, like, Friday that still show that they haven't been played. So we don't know what happened because it is what it is. Um, but we were just kind of looking about the best thing we can do right now is just update on standings next week. Hopefully this will have a little bit more information in it while we wait for Hopefully. things to get updated. Um, but let's go ahead and start D1. Um, for ACHA hockey, uh, it was great to refresh the standings and see that things have not changed. My Indiana tech still number one for division one hockey. They are 19 to one and Oh, this season, which is just like the most immaculate vibes. Um, we were talking about goal differentials earlier. They have 114 goals for and 30 goals against, um, that 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 is a positive 84 goal differential, which is just nuts. Like yeah. I mean, when insane. you're scoring five, six goals a game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean they finished off really well last year and it seems like they're on a hot start this year. So it's it definitely makes things interesting for division one Acha. 
Mm -hmm. uh, where you look at them, and of course, you know, where you look at Michigan and Dearborn and, you know, Adrian and all those schools. I mean, there's a lot of like pretty solid teams in the Division One and Division Two Acha. It's like, I think it's a lot of missed hockey right now. Oh, it, it really is. I, I wish it was shared better throughout the world. I know while we were on our break, um, Jenna from the University of Michigan women's hockey team. Uh, went online and started a social media campaign because they had to pay something along the lines of like twenty or thirty thousand dollars for ice time at the University yeah. of Michigan, the University of Michigan that owns the ice at their school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? I think it's Yoast or something like that. Yeah, because they, yeah. they they practice and play at, at Yoast, and um, like they make their own teams. Yeah, they, them to use their ice. It's like yeah, you're at the and same it's like. School. They're students at the school and they are a club team of the school. So they are actually like a team for the school. And and I, I mean, we know like club teams, obviously they pay for travel, et cetera, et cetera. But if your school has a sheet of ice That's and you are own. a club hockey team that uses school colors, school logos, the whole nine yards, paying for ice time. At, especially at that cost it's is absolutely. a bit much it's and stupid i mean because like when i because when i went to college at youngstown state like i was the club president and founder of the lacrosse team all i had to do is ask the school i had to do was go to the club you know the club head person who does the whole mm -hmm. thing i'm like hey I, I need this field at this certain time yeah these games and they're like okay cool we'll call and get the ref set up and stuff like that we'll call the league and we'll get you like it's it wasn't that hard i mean i know it's on grass but we still had to use the football stadium which is mm -hmm. i mean it's the football stadium well like, and the it, thing about crazy. it that's just it's not like the university of michigan acha women's team plays during the off season of like the ncaa men's team like they're no. they're they're playing at the same time. So the ice exists. Like it is there. They're not creating ice no, and I mean, building a sheet for them to play on specifically. I mean, Yost is literally their ice arena. It's just mm -hmm. hockey all the time there. Like they don't mm -hmm. use it for anything else. It's just for their hockey program. Well, like, that would be like saying a a club weightlifting team needs to pay to use the gym to train. For like yeah. Makes no sense. And I mean, as much as we don't agree with a certain um, stance on many things that a a large sports media company has, with, their which, CEO, which, which we'll not name. No, we are not naming them. Um, their founder slash CEO is an alumna alumni of this university, and he stepped up and and donated all of the funds that the women's team needed to secure their ice time for the season and also like put Hold the up. university on blast. Yeah. And I don't hate it. Like, no, you don't. It's just, I wish it's just unfortunate who it was. Exactly. It's, it's the, who did it, but again, it's the, it's the, that, for what cause. Yeah. Okay. Like that person slash organization, they, they have done a lot to promote women's hockey. So I can't hate it because they do support and they do what they can to advance the game. Just everything else that they do, I generally do not agree with. So, no. I mean, it is what it is, but uh, to kind of just go over, you know, 
little bit of the, the D1 standings run down the list. We've got Adrian in second place in D1 right now. They are 16, 4, 0, and 0. Uh, in third place, we have Midland University. They are 14, 3, 1, and 2. In fourth place, we have our friends from the University of Michigan who are 12, 3, 0, and 1. Uh, we've got uh, Minot State at 12, 4, 1, and 1. We've got Miami University at 11, 6, 1, and 1. Liberty is 11, 0, 0, and 0. But again, the, the points kind of don't add up because they have played literally half the number of games of tech but i mean point yeah. to points so I, mean, yeah, point to, <laughs> I have to say that like liberty's jerseys are pretty slick i mean they're pretty slick like they're it, liberty they doesn't really, mess around with their jerseys like they do not and then uh we've got michigan dearborn in eighth place they are nine five two and one uh colorado state university at ninth eight five oh and oh and then rounding out the top 10 we have university of utah with eight seven oh and oh if we scroll down the list just a smidge, we will find more friends of the podcast with Lake Superior State University. They're having a bit of a rough season points-wise, but looking at the numbers, these are super close games. They are 2-10, and 10, but if you look at the goal situation, they've scored 36 goals and they have allowed 37 goals. They have a goal differential of minus one. They are not like getting the crap stomped out of them. They are losing and winning very, very close games. And I mean, the, the, yes, they are sitting in 28th in division one right now, but all of the other teams around them, if you look numbers wise, the, Montana state is the next team down. Their goal differential is negative 86. They yeah. have scored 24 goals and have allowed 110. I mean, it, it, yeah, like you said, it, like like the record, like when you look at goalie mm -hmm. record, like even you look at goalie records or you look at guys like plus minus, because what do mm -hmm. we always say about plus minus? You it look is. at the time on ice stack with that because it's it's more of a, I think that's more of a context stat when it comes like plus minus. Yeah. And when you got to add it with that. But if you look at the record, it's almost like you almost have to, it's like you want to look at like, well, you lost games, you won games. But for me, it's like, okay. Also, here's another context, but with it, what's the goal differential? Because it could be yeah. a very vastly different thing. Like you said, when you're minus one and you're two and ten, okay, so it proves that you're not, you know, you're not getting pumped every single night. You're losing yeah. a bunch of games. Like I know there was one school we looked at, it was like 140 something. That would be like that. I was just about to bring them up. So Davenport University, they are in last place in D1 right now. They are 0 and 15. They have scored seven goals this season and have allowed 149 goals. So their goal differential is minus 142. Like when you're looking at a win loss record, yes, it obviously tell the full, it, it, it tell doesn't. The full story. Yeah, it doesn't tell the full story. Like just looking at wins and losses. If you look deeper into the stats, you can see that some of these teams, like they're losing games that are close. Like we're talking one goal games. For most yeah. of these, that, that's and, a lot of that's a lot of one goal games for Lake yeah. Superior State to lose because, like you said, minus one, two, and ten. You're probably thinking it's like three, two, two, one. Yeah, like like it's just one of those things where unfortunately it just hasn't gone your way. Like you said, you have a, like yeah. like you could see you could, they could probably see last year they probably won a bunch of games by one goal. Yeah. And now this year is kind of like the flip script where it's like okay now they just can't get the win but they only lose by one. That's kind of one of those things where it's like you're in the games. It's just you haven't been yeah. able to find that string of luck to get the wins to pile up for you at that time. So, well, and even if you look at like the goals for and the goals against, we're talking like 
these are games where the score is four, three, three, two. I mean, these aren't games where it's like 10 to one. No, like these are competitive games. These are the games we love to watch because it's like, and then, you know, there's always that moment, like right at the end of the game where you're down a goal and you pull the tendy and then it's like, you lose by two or like you lose by two or three, but like it's, yeah. Well, even just like losing by two in that scenario, it's still like your heart starts to race because you're like, okay, we know that the net is empty. Yeah. <laughs> and we really need to like keep it in. I mean, that that was something that happened uh, actually just about an hour and some change ago in the PHF. So we are going to cover that because who my heart was in my throat at the end of that game. But I mean, the, the, our friends of the podcast, they're all having pretty phenomenal seasons in D1. Um you know, yeah, it's just... I, I think like I think Lake Superior State's going to pull around because I know like mm-hmm. Matt and those guys it, or the you know Matt and the ladies. I think they're going to turn it around and just oh, yeah. start getting the. But they say you still got this whole spring semester ago. Like mm-hmm. they have enough time to turn it around. And you know I don't know how many teams. I think we have the I think we have to figure out how many teams make the playoffs. But if they're able to get their way in, I think they yeah. can do if, it. it. If it's, they're able to punch their ticket to the actual like playoff scenario. Uh, I mean, I, I, they're definitely geared up for that. So yeah, do you want to sure. kind of shift over to our friends in D2 for women's Acha? Uh, we're going to go over, again, the top 10, and then we're going to talk about our friends of the podcast if they are not in the top 10. So at the one spot, we've got Sioux College. They are 14 0 0 and O. They're having a bit of a heater. They have won 14 games in a row. Um, not a bad way to start the season. No. We've got University of Delaware in the two spot. They are 12, 4, 1, and 1. Uh, we've got Assiniboine Community College. They are 12, 0, 0, and 0. Uh, the U.S. Naval Academy, they are 12, 2, 0, and 0. We've got Villanova at 11, 0, 0, and 0. Uh, CMU hopping in sixth place, friends of the podcast. They are 11, 1, 0, and 0. Fire up the chips, baby. You love to see it, dude. You love it. And again, the, the thing with like the one loss was another close one, too. But mm-hmm. I mean, you love to see it, you know, because the, the mm-hmm. ladies at Central Michigan have been absolutely on it. Love to see, like, they have had a bunch of games where it's like six, one, seven, one. I think one game was like nine to one. Like, they've just been absolutely feeling it this year. Their goal differential tells that story because they have 64 goals for. And 21 goals against with a positive 43 goal diff. So, I mean, they're having love a love to see him. You'd love to see him, mm-hmm. man. I just, yeah, just keep just keeping up the day with the game. I love the fact, too, like you look at the fact they have like their YouTube channel just for the for the game. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's easy for me as the Central Michigan fan to go watch them on YouTube for every single home yes. game. It's just absolutely fantastic. So cannot be any more proud of Central Michigan right now. So as long as you know, keep that second half going like they did for the first. I have a pretty good feeling about the, about the chips this year to, to, to make some noise in division too. So you, you'd love to see oh, it. Sure. You'd love to see it. So definitely excited for Emily and everyone over there at Central Michigan. Just keep it up. And, you know, like I said, fire up the chips, baby. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> not then, I'm not biased at all. <laughs> you're not, no, not, not at all. And not then at we, all. <laughs> we've got uh, Providence College in seventh place. They are 901 and two. Liberty coming in at eighth at 940 and one. We've got the University of Vermont coming in at 8 0 1 and 0. Assumption University is 8 3 1 and 0 to round out the top 10. 
We so, scroll. So are, just, we, are we assuming that this college is pretty good at hockey? Uh, I think I think we are a... making that assumption that they might be kind of good at co- at the at the college woho. We do have to kind of scroll down a little bit to find our friends of the podcast at Bowling Green State. Like like the ladies talked about when they were here, this is really the first full season that they have been able to play um, ACHA hockey. So uh, there's been some growing pains. I mean that that is how it is when you haven't played for a while, you haven't played together. Uh, they are currently sitting at 45th in Division Two. There are 62 teams in the division, um, so they're kind of like lower middle of the road here. They are one eight and one, having played 10 games. Um, just kind of got to, you know, knock the knock the uh, rust off, you know, get things flowing. I, I imagine the second half of their season is going to be a pretty good push. Oh yeah, um, I mean, yeah, I think I think you know Jen and Chloe will get that team rolled around. I mean, like you said, it's first oh, season sure. trying to figure it out. Plus, I mean, they're the div- plus they're like conference that they're kind of into. Like mm-hmm. you're talking like Notre Dame, Adrian, Central Michigan, Miami University, yeah. and stuff like that. And that's a pretty tough division ex- to get into, especially for your first year. Then trying to play all those teams are kind of somewhat more established, mm-hmm. you know, years wise. But I think yeah. you know, get, you know, figure out this season keep building the roster and stuff like that. I mean, you can only go up from here. And I think, you know, the ladies at Bowling Green will, you know, catch that stride and catch the next set. Oh. Like, okay, then they, they can start making some noise and making some runs. And who knows? Oh, for you, sure. We could definitely see Bowling Green in the top 20 at some point soon. Like you said, mm-hmm. just growing pains of year one in a tough conference, well, division, stuff like that. But, you know, we always definitely wish the friends of the podcast, you know, Oh, for sure. good season and stuff like that so yeah we're excited to see what chloe and jenna and all of them could do um down there at bowling green so oh absolutely and i mean we will absolutely give the uh the woe hockey tire pump to all of our friends of of yeah, the podcast true. i mean <laughs> kind of if, if you are listening to this and you are a hockey player at not one of those schools and and you also want the woe hockey tire pump like yeah, I mean, shoot us an email slide into the dms um you can actually follow us on twitter and instagram at I Taco what, I, pod i see, see what, what you I did there, there. Pick I, up what i'm putting down i mean uh, you really strode into that really nicely i, did, I, I, you know? I, I like i like the back check on that you just kind of brought it in nicely i really did and of course <laughs> if you're not watching this podcast you're missing out like you've missed some key facial expressions already in this episode so go ahead and head on over to YouTube. Give us a follow at Let's Talk Woe Hockey. And of course, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to come and be a guest on the podcast so we can feature your school or just talk about women's hockey or, I mean, even the Blackhawks, if you, if you want to come and talk about that, make sure cool. to shoot us an email at Let's Talk Woe Hockey at gmail.com. I'm, While you're I'm, on our YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe hit the bell, do all the things like we, we like talking with you guys. I mean, mostly not going to lie. It's usually me talking to you on YouTube. It's, it's usually not Zach, but you know, you never I, know. I, I, I do the you, might slide I, it, I, you might slide in there and, and comment every now and then. So you, I, mostly, you never I, mostly do, I mostly do the Twitter stuff. So if it's you true. catch me, if you catch me over there, yes, but th- I am for this podcast. I'm really glad we have Woho to talk about. Cause if it was nothing mm-hmm. but Blackhawks. I would just cry the whole time. Like that's just, how it yeah is. I would just- it, it would basically be like last thursday's episode where it's kind of like yeah that, that's the blackhawks yeah so luckily when luckily when you came to me about this podcast it's like you want to you want to do a podcast and it's about woho i'm like 
Sure. I'm, I'm sorry. So we have to do this correctly. Oh, I gave sorry. you a little music symbol and I said, do you want to start a podcast? Yes. So, I mean, I, I had yeah. to, I had to. You had um, to? Yeah. I, ha- I, I absolutely positively 100% had to, but mm. so many exciting things are happening because we are finally back on the regular international women's hockey and men's hockey like schedules. So earlier today, we had the start of the U18 IIHF Women's Worlds uh, Championship. For Team USA, they've got a pretty amazing thing going on. They are coached by none other than Brianna Decker, who is also like yeah. <laughs> the PHF, like future players, team development. Yeah. Like, if you're head person. coach, yeah, if you're head coach is Brianna Decker, who's won medals, won championships, yeah. has done pretty much a lot in women's hockey. I mm-hmm. think you're feeling pretty good about maybe listening to what she has to say and you know, getting some decent, you know, coaching. But I mean, there's a lot of good teams in this, like there, in, the, in the women's world. Though. There are so many good teams. There really are, and the the fun part about it too is like, not only is she coaching the team, but also she is the player development team development staff member for the professional women's hockey league. So. There's your like, link right there to like, hey, just so you know. Not only are you out there playing and, and you know, obviously wanting to to bring home that medal for your country, but you are also displaying your ability to somebody who can transfer what you've done in Sweden to potentially in the future once you know you you've come of age to play in the PHF. Like you could be looking at getting a contract and playing hockey professionally in a time where next season, the PHF is again, doubling the salary cap from this season. And like, we're talking like legitimate livable wages for every single person on the team. And also too, there's an eighth team coming. So, you know, there's, that's some more roster spots Mm -hmm. too. So I mean, yeah. there, I mean, there's a lot of good things, but like you said, like it's a it's a great way to put your face and name in front of someone who can help you, you know, put the, put your name in some ears of these teams. And be like, hey, mm-hmm. watch out for so and so from, you know, the states and stuff like that. Even then, too, like because you know they had a lot of influence of European players this past off oh, season yeah. too. So like, if you look at, so just to run through the eight nations and the two groups that are going to be there, uh, I think they're playing Oost Osterund Ost. Ostersund? I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> Swedish cities, but that's where they're at. Oh yeah, I I, I don't either. But the, the groups, I think it's yeah. um Ostersund. Ostersund, um, okay, yeah, but yeah, but that, yeah, that, that would be my, the, my IKEA influence. Um, it's got the umlaut over the O, so it kind of makes a yeah. really interesting trying to figure out how to do that. But yeah, but the but yeah. the teams that are there, we got Canada, Chechnya, Finland, Japan. Switzerland, Slovakia, Sweden, and the United States. So, yes. I mean, a lot of really good solid countries. I'm really excited to, like I said, it did kind of start today because they are in Sweden, so they are ahead of us in terms of, like, mm-hmm. the, the games haven't started yet, but, the, like, the tournament day the, has like, started. The, like, play-in tournaments. The, no, they're actually having games played. Okay. Um, so, from Group A, we've had Canada versus Finland and the U.S. versus Sweden. Uh, okay. Canada absolutely pumped Finland eight to nothing. Um, like 
poof. I mean, but yeah. also it's 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 Canada, so we yeah. don't expect much less than that most of the time. Uh, USA did beat Sweden six to three, so we've got U.S. and Canada both with one win each. Mm-hmm. In Group B, we've got Slovakia who played Japan and they did win six to three. And then Chechnya played Switzerland and they Chechnya did win three to two. Mm-hmm. So um, we've already had some action happen. Obviously this is, you know, the, the, the play in the buy-in the seedings, all of that stuff. So um, yeah. we're, we're getting all that going. And I mean, the scores are already, you know, kind of what we expect sometimes when it comes to these types of events, we know we've heard it. There needs to be more parity in women's hockey, blah, 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 blah. But the I mean, fact that teams like Japan have jumped into the actual tournament. Yeah, like, that's it, really huge. Because we like yeah. we saw, like, you know, against, like, all these other countries, like you saw it with, you know, China had a women's team and stuff like that. So it's mm-hmm. really huge seeing that. But honestly, I'm excited because you know, we've been waiting for the women's worlds for so long. We've been waiting for a whole bunch of... <laughs> It's 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 been a process waiting for the women mm-hmm. to get all their stuff back. Like even for like the main women's like the women's worlds, not yeah. just the U18s, but like the main women's worlds took forever yeah. to get back. So get the U18s. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So I'm gonna have to ask you this, Beth. I know you're gonna be picking USA for your team. If you had to pick anyone else to root for in this tournament, who who are you picking? How do you know that I'm picking Team USA? Okay, you know what. I'll I'll I'll, you know, I'll 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 take a skate back on that one. And uh, who are you rooting for in this tournament? So I'm just gonna go. Oh, Courtney's gonna kill me for this. Um, I'm oh, going no. full send Team Canada. Oh no! But my okay, my underdog because obviously, like we we all pretty much know that the gold medal game is going to be U.S. Canada. Like wow, Courtney. We, Courtney's the- gonna murder me, and it's fine. That just means that she listens, and we love her for it. However, my like underdog, like bronze medal game pick is Japan. Okay. Okay. So, um, you're, so you're going for, you're rooting for Canada, but your underdog, it was your underdog is Japan. Oh, yes. The demigod so, is going to be so upset with you right now. She is. And it's fine, Courtney. You know that I love you, but I just oh. have this feeling in my bones. And she's going to chirp you so bad when she's here. <laughs> she I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to like. I'm going to pray for my fantasy hockey team because she is going to curse my team and we're just going to go on a losing skid and it's fine. I fully accept that. Um, But and part of that too comes from looking at the matchups. Like I I have the schedule right in front of me. Um, So on the ninth, we have four games. We've got Japan versus Chechnya, U.S. versus Finland, Slovakia versus Switzerland and Sweden versus Canada. Mm. On the 11th, we have Czechia versus Slovakia. We've got Finland versus Sweden, Switzerland versus Japan, and then the coveted play-in round matchup of Canada versus U.S. I really hope I really hope Courtney chirps you in our group chat because I want I want to see this happen. I want to see this. It's this, fine. This. Again, if she chirps me in the group chat, that means that she's listening. Um, we we got to find a way to watch these games too because we have I mean once it's Canada US it's kind of like we need like with like the like I'm, we did for the Olympics where we did the watch group for that yeah I'm pretty sure that they are I hope like knock on wood they're gonna be on NHL Network um, mm. I mean in all fairness they did just show the entirety of the tournament when the US played and when Canada played on NHL Network so in 
their terms of equality. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, or at least on the ESPN Plus or something. Like, give us something here. Yeah. I know last year it was kind of hit or miss, but you could watch a little bit like on the website in the game center, but I guess we'll see. And then the medal rounds and the qualifying and all of that stuff that does begin on the 12th of January. Mm -hmm. We will have three games on the 12th. There are four games on the 14th. And then there are three games on the 15th that are currently on the schedule. Obviously we do not know who, those opponents will be because mm -hmm. it's based on the seeding from the playing rounds, et cetera, et cetera. All of the weird things that go into making that happen. Um, so that'll be something obviously that we talk about in the coming days um, on who will be playing once, you know, once the playing round is completed on the 11th, um, we will know who is playing in the next round. And we will be talking about that next week on the podcast. Um, um well can I I haven't picked my team yet. Are we are we just gonna be like, you know, forget you, Zach. You you'll get to can, pick your teams. Can you let me finish and move back over to the place where I can see our faces so that you can pick your teams? Because I wanted to at least get through the schedule and tell you like who was uh, playing who. I know so that I, you I, could I, make your picks for your your go-to and then your underdog. So we're gonna flip it up though, because I would like to know what underdog team you are rooting for first. Okay, I, I was I was mainly just giving you a hard time because it's just mm -hmm. it's fun. I don't get I'll get a whole lot of chances to chirp you back, so I thought it would be kind of fun to do that. So, <laughs> I mean, if you want, I can just turn this into a one woman show and just pop you out of the podcast. So I have the I, control. I mean that. I mean that is very true. I I'm I'm, I'm counting my days on this podcast at this point. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like I, I get replaced by Courtney at some point. It's just you and her just talk blackhawks and woho all the time so and, and 17 hours later the episodes will be finished and people will be like it's been four days since i started listening to this episode <laughs> it's been 84 years <laughs> exactly so underdog pick go uh i'm going switzerland as my okay. underdog pick you all know right. I, I, I know it's it's one of those like i think switzer can be one of those sneaky teams that can be like no one's really thinking about them very much, but I think they mm -hmm. could actually because, like you said, you got the, you got the, you know, you got you know Finland and Sweden. Those are kind of like the usual suspects in terms of being, they're going to do something. But then also, um, like I said, I, th I think Switzerland could be one of those like sneaky teams that could do something out of that. Uh, did the streamer kick you out again? It did. Um yeah. <laughs> It's so, fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm back. I didn't like solo emoji stream yard, which is like, you know, Beth is Beth has said enough. So we're just going to give her a break for a minute and then let her come back in. Yeah. Um, so we got Switzerland for your underdog. Mm -hmm. um, and, and again, like in a perfect world, our bronze medal game would be like Japan versus Switzerland. That would be fun. That would, that would be, like, that would be a good one. Cause then it would be like UV me underdogs for the, the bronze medal. Cause again, we know, just based on history and the current state of, of women's hockey, that it will most likely be us and Canada for silver and gold barring any sort of crazy things happening. But again, this is hockey. So yeah. crazy things do happen. Um, gold medal pick Zach. Uh, this is where I'm going to throw you off completely. Cause, uh, so are, are you saying this is the team that I'm picking to win the whole thing or is it because yeah, 
I'll say this. It's not the United States. Keep going. <laughs> Trying to build suspense. You, you got to build the suspense up a little bit. I can't just be outright saying it. Uh, I'm picking Slovakia. Interesting. Courtney's going to hate both of us, and that's fine. At least, you know what, though? I don't think she's going to hate me because I didn't pick Canada. I didn't pick Canada. Just looking at their roster. Oh, I know. It's, and it, it, I mean, it's, 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 it's underdog and then like dark horse, like mm-hmm. Slovakia. I know. It's just, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm here for it because again, this would silence all of the woho critics who talk about how there's not enough parody in this game. So. Well, it also does I'm help them. That I'm also it also does help them. Also, part Slovakian, so I kind of have like a, a little bit of a bite. Well, me and Tara both are Slovak, so it's kind of like you know, let's go on a limb here because I mean everyone's mm-hmm. going to pick Canada, the United States. So why why not go out there a little bit and be like Slovakia? Uh, it's going to be Slovakia in the United States in the gold medal game. So what you're saying is you're choosing full men's hockey chaos. And picking not the two powerhouse women's international teams to, to win the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm here for it. Because again, this will silence the the Twitter critics of women's hockey who talk about all the time how there's not enough parity in this game, and it's like outside of when teams play like the U.S. and Canada, mm-hmm. like. You, honestly, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Generally, 99.9% of the time when it comes to women's hockey, mm-hmm. when Finland plays Canada, you expect Finland to get pumped. When Japan yeah. or Sweden play the U.S., you expect them to get pumped. Like It's, it's just crazy because you look at the men's side of things, like Finland and Sweden are usually pretty up there. It's... Mm-hmm. Well... Like you said, oh, it's 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 women's hockey. It's it's a little bit different compared to the so I I agree it is different. It's kind of like you you don't like the Scandinavian teams also mm-hmm. struggle like everyone else does. It's not like part of the problem with the parity discussion in women's hockey is girls slash women's hockey has been a staple in the country of Canada for much longer than many other countries. Yeah. It has been a staple in the United States since like the mid 90s, early 2000s, when girls were allowed to play on like co-ed teams with boys. Yeah. And then there was kind of nowhere else for them to go. And, and a lot of this came about when women's hockey began to exist in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And the two com- countries who embraced it the most were obviously Canada because they were like, we've been doing this for a long time. What are you talking about? And the U.S. was like, girls can play hockey, too. And we were like, yes, yes, we can. Thank you so much. The European, Scandinavian teams, things like that, it, it, it has, it, it's, it's a more recent there. development. I mean, yeah. Japan is is in Group B right now, which is phenomenal. Even watching the Olympics, like, if you weren't watching a U.S.-Canada game, the games were amazing. And these women are amazing at what they do. So you have to just watch more than the U.S. and Canada play women's hockey to know that the skill is there. They're just mm. developing their programs, much like Bowling Green. This is their first real season that they've been able to play women's hockey. It takes time to develop your program, especially when it's 
a U18 situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you can look at all the other, like, a lot of teams have, like, the main teams, like, you know, mm-hmm. Germany and, like you said, you got Chechnya, Japan, China's got a team and stuff like that, and France, Great Britain. It just mm-hmm. takes a bit for a lot of these teams to go just past their main rosters out. Like you said, U21s, U18s, it takes a bit. Yeah. So that's why the field is a little different compared to what you usually see in terms of a championship world format it's just that's what you have like japan Mm -hmm. switzerland and stuff like Mm -hmm. that it's it's just is what it is well and the other side of it is in a lot of these places the men's program had to run before women's programs could even crawl so it again comes to the parity between men's and women's sports where yes they have successful men's programs and now the main reason they have women's programs is because those boys bro- sisters were like i want to play hockey too i want to play hockey like him yeah. and they had to just birth a program into existence because it wasn't there right. so I, I mean i could stand on this soapbox forever <laughs> um yeah. th- this is i could live on this soapbox but the parody it, exists and the programs are developing and that's beautiful yeah either either way i'm excited for because we, we got another set of worlds to watch it's more mm-hmm. woho we're here mm-hmm. for. I'm probably gonna get shirked like crazy for picking Slovakia because everyone's like, "You're stupid. Why would you not pick the two powerhouses?" And I'm like, "Well, you know what? It's always good to go against the grain a little bit. It's, take the path less. Take the path less traveled. I know how to speak. I do the. I podcast for, for as a hobby for a living. So I <laughs> would everyone like to know why Zach has chosen Slovakia? Why have I chosen Slovakia? Chaos. Partially yes, <laughs> partially <laughs> so, yes, partially to ties, but yes, partially yes. for because why not? Cause, I mean, would this really be let's aqua hockey without some spicy takes and some like yeah. hot picks? No, it would not. The other thing I want to touch on really quick, um, you know, we talked to Ian Kennedy a couple months ago. He recently brought to light that he would love to see a U twenty tournament on the women's side of things. Because it exists on on the men's side of things, we just we just saw that take place, um, and so I'm I'm all for it. Like, I would love for the IIHF to finally step up and say, the men have these tournaments, the women will have these tournaments. This is the IIHF men's hockey championship. This is the IIHF women's hockey championship. Like, if you're going to call it women's hockey, then you have to call it men's hockey. Yeah, exactly. I have to say the the last the the U18s for the guys who just ended. What an absolute joke! <laughs> the the refing the refing in that entire tournament it was a nightmare. I don't really cuss a lot on this podcast, but it was a fucking joke. I'm sorry, it was. I like it I like was... I said, I don't cuss very much, but it was an absolute travesty of how like you could tell, you could tell that home refing was abysmally bad oh yeah oh yeah so like like a lot of people are saying like for me like i think hockey i'm not we're we're just guessing we're not sure if this is sure or not but there's something had to be happening because there's no way canada's hosting this thing they're in midst of all this crap that they're going through and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're just gonna go and, and just destroy everyone and everything in this tournament and basically like it was blatant calls going their oh, way. Yeah. 
like everyone was calling this out. It wasn't just like United States fans saying this. Like even people from Canada, while yes, they were chirping the states because they were playing us in the in the final, but at the same time, it was kind of like, man, there's a lot of like bad calls in these games. Like, yeah, top to bottom, every game was pretty bad. So it, it makes yeah. you wonder about how this tournament was refed. I would love to see a ref pool that involves like not just local officiants. So if we're hosting an international tournament, the officiating crew should also be a representative complement of the groups that are playing. So if you've got eight teams from the U S and Denmark and and Chechnya and Slovakia and bring officials from all of those countries and, and, and mix it up, like have the ref be from the U.S. and one of the linesmen be from Sweden and one of the linesmen be from like Slovakia. Like mix it up, have have it be, a, a, you know, an option where there's no bias that can be said exists. Yeah, or like or like have or just have like how they do it for college football, where it's like it's if it's a conference against another conference, have a mm-hmm. third party conference ref that game, so there's no yeah. conference if, bias. That's why you should if have it's like U.S. versus Canada. The ref should no, all be like Sweden. Yeah, or mix of like Sweden <laughs> or Chechnya. Yeah. Like, like just basically have a mix of guys who aren't either from those countries. Mm-hmm. Like, make it to where it's a third party re- officiating crew where there's yes. like you said, no chance of a bias situation happening. Because you, cause we're not trying to be salty Americans for losing in the gold medal game for the world ju- for the men's world juniors. See, men's world juniors. It's just. It, it's such a joke because you see how blatant it was. And like, like people who even like people who cover the NHL were watching this saying that these were really soft, unnecessary calls. And it also wasn't the typical talking heads who complain about the officiating. Like everything that I saw was such a confluence of like every media person in hockey being like, I'm sorry. How was that goaltender interference? That wasn't even a trip. What are you talking? Like it was across the board. It wasn't the normal people who are like, "Ugh, these refs, they're awful." It wasn't fans. Like it was media and like players calling yeah. out the officiating. And like even guys who are for like who are in Canada, you know, who mostly do stuff for TSN or Sportsnet, even they were like, "These are this pretty is garbage." Bad. Yeah. yeah, so that really tells you that, like I said, we're not saying that something did happen. Like we're not saying like Hockey Canada or whoever yeah. like was doing something behind closed doors. Which I mean, it's it's it makes you wonder what the heck was going on because yeah. there's no way it should have been like that. It's true. So, of course, the best thing happened ever. The PHF came back this weekend. Oh, I thought you were talking about a really cool like pittsburgh penny shirt that that anya's trying to give away i'm getting there that's part of the phf coming back <laughs> I, I know i was, I was um, just being funny so not only did the phf come back this weekend how all seven teams played this weekend and we had three days of phf hockey because it was another friday saturday sunday lineup um and another again all seven teams played which means there was a split among play teams playing where they were playing so Friday night, we had the Boston Pride come in to the Connecticut Whale and play. The Whale wore the Dark Seas jerseys, which are just what dreams are made of. Like, yeah, it's just, they're so nice. They're so beautiful. Um, But then the Pride pumped 
the whale five to two it, it, it just seems like whatever whenever the whale play the pride yeah it, it's just it one day we'll get the monkey off the back and be like all right now mm-hmm. we can beat the pride and yeah it's we it, it's rough it's kind it's kind of tough yeah um so it was it was beautiful to have the phf back it was beautiful to have three days of woho but then we also got the first official ever battle of canada in phf history in the regular season because saturday and sunday the toronto six came into the province of quebec to play the montreal force and it was who it, it was a set of games the the game on saturday ended up in a shootout with the toronto six winning eventually in the fourth round of the shootout because they needed an extra round to actually determine a winner three to two the game that just ended right before we started podcasting um i switched over from the whale game to the six force game not even 20 seconds after i switched over the, the six were winning two to one i switched the game on in montreal scores and it's tied at two um look what you did influencer look what i did i think that i might be good luck for the montreal force i even tweeted that out in french mind you um did i hope they liked it at least i haven't been able to check yet because we've been podcasting um and the last i want to say two and a half minutes a game clock for that game um montreal was down three to two called a timeout pulled the tendy and the six were struggling to clear the zone. And there were so many quality chances for the force to tie the game and force overtime. It was like heart in your throat, forget how to breathe levels of excitement. But the six did end up closing that out and sweeping the weekend, taking five points with them uh, with another three, two victory. The, White caps rolled into Buffalo. Um, it was not a very good showing for the Buttes on Saturday or Sunday. Uh, they did lose four to one Saturday and they lost five to three today. And so the white caps left with all six points from both of those games. And then our whale on their split weekend of, of teams playing, it rolled into American dream and, I've only Oof. watched a couple of games that have been at American Dream just because they're they're all on at the same time, so it's hard to flip around and and not get stuck watching one game. Oh, that ring, oh, that rink is beautiful. Oh, it, like, it's 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 really nice, and um, that was a game today for the <sighs> for our for our whale. Like, uh, Taylor yeah. Gerard had herself a game. Her first goal was in the first 70 seconds of the game off of the opening face-off um, led to a scoring drive. She then scored just a couple moments after that um, and, and and was on Hattie watch like seven minutes into the game. Um, the, <laughs> the whale ended up winning six to nothing uh, with a goaltending change for the ribs coming after the first period. And they brought in Katie Burt. Cause it was three to nothing at the end of the first. 
yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, for how you know how good Katie Burt was last year, that's a tough situation. You're coming in basically mm-hmm. cold after being mm-hmm. already down three nothing. You got you got to stop the whale who are at that point pretty good about themselves. I think we, yeah. had, we, had, we had another player on Hattie watch too by the by the time the game was over. Yeah, we had what it uh, who was it the um what was her name the um, the other whale player who was on Hattie watch. The other whale player was Mrazova. That's what. Okay, I can't pronounce her last name, so I didn't want to mess up. I know you knew it better than I did, but we had like two whale on Hattie watch, which is yeah, fantastic to see. But yeah, they basically went in and stole the American dream from the from the ribs. I see what you did there. Yeah, I was kind of sitting on that one a little bit. So I mean, uh, see what you did there, and I mean, not we only did a lot of puns on this podcast today. So I mean, I mean, we do get a little punny every now and then, and I mean, not only was it six to nothing, uh, this was not in Abby Ives' shutout. Miss Abby Ives was not in net. This was a Mary Raisinen shutout. Wow, there you so, go. So. We have got shutties from both tendies this season because uh, Abby Ives got her first career PHF shutout a couple weeks ago. Well, a couple weeks before the winter, the winter break. And now Raysonen also has a shutty. Um, That's it was, really awesome to see. It's so very much Whaley awesome. And, you, you know, I love I love a good shutout. Of course, as I think every human who's ever met me knows, I am like the most superstitious person that exists in the world um it is what it is that's just how i'm wired i won't even say things like oh look the goalie has stopped every shot they faced this game so far we don't go there we don't go there don't do it we just talk about we talk about saves he stopped he or she has stopped 22 shots um that's all we talked about don't be that don't be that person don't be that person i can't well and it's because this happened in an nhl game a couple weeks ago i can't remember which game it was but one of the broadcasters was talking about how like the attendee currently had a shutout going and he did not believe in the broadcaster's curse and literally 45 seconds after that was said the shutout was over and he was like, well, I still don't believe I had anything to do with that. Sir, you have angered the hockey gods. What what have, have we shown what, you? What have we what have we preached on this podcast about the hockey gods? You don't, don't uh, anger the hockey gods. Like, just don't do it. Don't do I, it. You want know you want know that's a dang it. We should we should tell that that is a dang it right there. It, it really is. So uh, just quickly to kind of go over the standings, because there there has been a slight shift in the standings. Uh, the six are still atop the league with 27 points. They are nine, one and two. The pride are sitting in second place at nine, two and oh, with 25 points. They do have a game in hand. They have only played 11 games. We have the white caps at six, four and two with 20 points. We have our Connecticut Whale with three games in hand over the top team in the league. They are 4-4-1 with 13 points. But, you know, if they win those three games in regulation, that's nine points on the books. And that would actually jump them up into third place in the league ahead of the Whitecaps. Uh, 
We've got the ribs in fifth place. They are four, eight, and O with 11 points. We've got the force in sixth place. They are four, five, and one also with 11 points. But again, this also depends on, you know, overtime regulation losses, et cetera, because of how the points system works in the PHF. And then we have the Buffalo Buttes in seventh place in the league. They have only played eight games, so they do have four games in hand on the Toronto Six. However, they have only won one game this season. They are one six and one with four points in the lead. So, uh, it, like just like last year, the Buttes, like they finished last last year. This year, mm-hmm. it's kind of like you think you get, you get Grant Mantis, you get some names on that roster. You think okay, it might be a little bit of a turnaround in in uh, Buffalo, but. I don't know. I, it's still, like you said, it's only eight games. There's still a lot of games to go. We just got done with the winter break. There's also a lot of yeah. cancellations due to the snowstorms. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, though, I don't know. It's like Buffalo's got to figure it out or it's going to be another long season for the Buttes. It's Well, the problem as well comes with, like last year, a lot of Buffalo struggles had to do with how much time they spent in the penalty box. Well, I mean, of course, yeah. I mean, this season... It's not so much that they've got the low. I mean, granted, they've played one last game than the whale, but they still have the lowest penalty minutes in the league with 58. The Toronto six have racked up 104 penalty minutes this season. The ribs just crossed the hundred pen mark. Wow. It's kind of surprising because usually the ribs are like leading the pims mark. So, I mean, correct. So, so it's, so, so it wasn't like last year where the Buttes were struggling with people always being in the box. This year is just scoring has been an issue. And there has also been a lot of movement for the Buttes over the off season. Oh yeah. So it was, it was a lot of new names and a lot of stuff like that. that, It kind of goes into that, but at the same time, it's just like, yeah. And then um, kind of looking at things for the Buttes as well, they signed Cassidy Save from Ohio State. Just won the NCAA National Championship for women's hockey. She was placed on long-term IR retroactive to yesterday. Oh, Um, So they lost who who was going to be like their go-to starting Tendi, who Mm -hmm. is a very recent national champion with Ohio State. And they've had to sign Tara Hoffman to a, a contract. She was on a PTO. They did sign her to a full contract. So she is in and good to go. But their goaltending situation has definitely fluctuated from what they were looking at before the season started and even from the first couple of games of the season. Right, so sure. um, it's tough when you see attendee go down, especially in a league like the PHF. There are only seven teams. And – So you've got to kind of, especially with a lot of players going overseas, this, that, and the other players on their national teams. Um, I'm glad that they were able to get Tara in there and and have her ready to go. But I mean, losing attendee early in the season. That's, um, that's, it's, it's definitely brutal. it, It is definitely brutal. And I mean, Corinne Schroeder is still doing insane things. Uh, she still is the PHF goalie. Of all of the records right now, she's got a 213 goals against a 941 save percentage. She's got nine wins. We know she has several shutouts as well. Um, so she is still just absolutely killing it. Our 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 whale goal, girl Taylor Gerard has been on a tear. She extended her point streak 
at the game today when she had two goals and two assists. She also leads the league in shorthanded goals this season with three in nine games. Um, So she is on an absolute heater. Brittany Howard is killing it for the Toronto Six. She -hmm. leads the league in points, goals, and power play goals. Uh, She's we've got Lauren Gable leading the league in assists and points per game. Um, Brittany Howard also lead what Brittany Howard is tied for the lead with game winning goals. She has three Jillian Dempsey has three and Natalie Snodgrass also has three. Um, so it has just been, it has been a good season for the pride when it comes to goaltending to, to move on from Katie Burt and to find this, this treasure in Corinne Schroeder is just that's some that's some back to back to back champion luck there. Like, could you could you say Schroeder might be making a case for an MVP? Honestly, she uh, set the league record for shutouts. Her numbers are phenomenal. She is playing really well. Hundred percent. I don't because I don't know if they had a goalie win the MVP yet. So I'm kind of curious to see if this might be the first time we get an MVP in a in a goalie. For the league. I don't know. Let me see here. Because I think, wasn't Kenny Marchman the first rookie ever to win the MVP as well last season? So, I mean, that's... She was the first rookie to win last season. Uh, so, Brianna Decker was uh, MVP in 15-16 and 16-17. Of course. Obviously not a goalie. Um, Alexa Grusho from the Riveters was the MVP in 17-18. Not a goalie. Maddie Elia was the MVP in 18-19. Not a goalie. Uh, Jillian Dempsey and Allie Thunstrom were the MVPs in 1920. Because obviously there was all sorts of crazy things that started to go on. Yep. Um, in 2021, Michaela Grant-Mentis was the MVP. And mm-hmm. last season it was Kennedy Marchment. So the PHF has yet to have a goalie be MVP and Corinne Schroeder is making a case to be the first and it would absolutely be earned. Um, She is having a stellar rookie campaign. She is, I mean, it was what four shutouts in a row to start the season. Three or four. Three or four. I I think it was three because I I predicted Yeah, I think you predicted five. Um, so she wasn't had, far off. I wasn't far off. She almost she really weren't like she has been absolutely lights. I mean, when opening weekend is over and you go to the um, the the st- leading stats page for the league and the leading goaltender has a 0.00 goals against and a 1000 save percentage, like. You know things are going well. She has four shutouts on the season. She has stopped. She's made 354 saves on 376 shots and only allowed 22 goals in 11 games. That's that's like what, Natty? That's... Two yeah. goals a game. So, yeah. like, what's her goals against her save percentage then? Uh, her goals against is two one three, and her save percentage is nine forty one. So stupid and stupid, because that's how good. Yes. That's how good she is. Right. Yes, and there also 
she has an assist on the season. Of course she does. You know what? I'm waiting for and the goalie goal. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the goalie goal because why not? Why not? Would, would you like to know when she recorded that assist? Because I'm going to tell you it was on January 6th, 2023. Oh, no. Versus the Connecticut whale. Of course she did. Of course. So It had to be, it had to be against the whale. I have been calling for a goalie goal all season, um, especially at the – Abby Ives shut out because it was like two nothing and they pulled the, they pulled their goalie. And I was sitting in my living room, like give the puck to Abby, give the puck to Cause I mean, <laughs> I could 100% see her just rifling that sucker right down the rink and, and popping it in the goal. And that, I, that would be fantastic. I need a PHF goalie goal. I need it. Like I need air to breathe. <laughs> so yeah. We do have some exciting PHF hockey coming up next weekend. We've got a lot of games on tap. I believe we only have six of the seven teams playing next weekend. I am refreshing the schedule right now to confirm that information. Um, on the 14th, we have the Force visiting Connecticut to play the Whale. And then we've got, uh, no, all seven teams are in action next week, it looks like. Oh, because there you go. I'm now confused. And we, oh, those are the makeup games. Okay, I was about to be really confused because there's Tuesday and Wednesday games. And my brain froze for a moment. Um, so next week, we've got a lot of stuff going on because the week after we have games on Tuesday and Wednesday to make up for the canceled games with Buffalo and Connecticut. Um, so Saturday, we've got the force visiting Connecticut. We've got the white caps visiting the riveters at American dream. We've got the buttes at the pride. And then on Sunday, we have the white caps and the riveters playing at American dream and the buttes at the pride. So if my math is correct, let's see, that is one, two, three, four, five, six. We have no Toronto six next weekend. Um, and then during the week, that week, we do have the makeup games for the Buffalo Buttes versus the Connecticut Whale. They will be on Tuesday, the 17th, and Wednesday, the 18th. The Tuesday game is at 7. The Wednesday game is at 7.30. And they are playing one game at Milford Ice Arena and another game at ISCC. I'm assuming that probably has to do with scheduling conflicts since probably, they couldn't yeah. play um, yeah. both in the same building, which is absolutely fine because both both arenas are beautiful. Um so it is another jam-packed weekend, but also week of PHF hockey because we're going to have some Tuesday and Wednesday games. And honestly, I'm a little excited about that. Yeah, that's going to um, be a lot of fun. It's like looking at the future of what the PHF could look like in a few seasons. That would be nice. And with, like, with, like, with like 10 or 12 teams. Absolutely here for it. So... Before we say goodbye to ourselves, we do also want to give all of you a reminder to make sure you are following our new network, Five Minute Game Sports Network, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at five, the number five, and a game SN. And of course, you can find us on YouTube at Five GSN. And we are on TikTok as well. I am not it, TikTok literate, but I believe it's Five it's Game five SN, SN. And, okay. and it's actually spelled out Five. It's, yes, it's like not it's, the number. It's the number five out. is in everything except for TikTok. On TikTok, it's five, the word game SN. Mm -hmm. um, so 
this has been a great episode. I'm kind of digging this whole we just talk about women's hockey time. Yeah. Um, so my friend Zach, where can the humans find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at uh, one true Zach. That's only true Zach, like the own needers. Uh, yeah, you can find me on there. Beth, where can people find you on the socials? This is where we always confuse people because you can find me at Wonder Beffers. That is like the word wonderful. You mean, you not mean like number. you mean like what I wonder what happened to the Oneers? Yes, I absolutely do. So I can't believe we're at 37 episodes. I know. Number one. Um, yeah. number two, this is the first episode where we're not doing a black hawk of the game because uh we ain't talking about them people. So that's for myself. Weird. <laughs> Beth, we're not doing that. <laughs> it is weird, but it's fine. It is what it is because we like talking woho, and I love that this is a whole woho episode. Um, uh, it's the woe show. It's the woe show, and I am so very here for it. So for myself, Beth, for my dude Zach, this has been the first ever woe show of Let's Talk Woe Hockey. It has been an absolute pleasure. And we will see you on Thursday when we talk about those other people that we talk about. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for watching this Five in a Game Sports Network podcast. Now avoid the stuffy and go enjoy your game misconduct. See you next time.